Well, hello, my Beyond Grit family. I hope you guys are doing fantastic this week. Do you ever find yourself angry about someone else's success? You know, come on, you know, you've been there. We've all been there. Why do you think that is? It seems completely irrational. It's such an irrational feeling that I should be upset with somebody else because they're succeeding. We should be happy for that person and not bitter. But my opinion is if we redirected that negative energy into some self-reflecting, we would probably realize that it's us. It's us that we're the ones that have the problem, that we're the reason we're not where we want to be. It has nothing to do with that person. You know, we decide what we want to do and what we don't want to do. We decide to either make decisions to move forward or excuses to stay exactly where we are today. You know, it's natural to be scared or unsure of yourself. When that happens to me, I just ask for help. How do I get past this point of being scared and not wanting to take that next step? You know, one of the most important things they give up, the successful people that they give up is this mentality of I cannot do that. They have a different attitude of, I can do this and I can do more. And they, they never settle for mediocre. They're always striving for that next thing. Maybe that's something you want to do. Maybe it's not what you want to do, but we need to sit back and we need to think about our why and what we want to do to get to where our ultimate goal is. So something to think about. My guest today is Mike Daskal. So Mike is the founder of Changing Lives Together Foundation right here in Charlotte. The foundation's mission is to enrich and change the lives of special needs kids and kids with life-altering medical circumstances. It's amazing what Mike and his organization has accomplished in such a short period of time. It all started with a little event called Beer and Burpees, which started off in his backyard has grown into an annual event. And last year, that event alone sold out and raised $167,000. So we had a great discussion regarding the foundation and the driving force behind it. So get your coffee, tea, maybe a seltzer water, and enjoy the show. And I'll see you next week. Hey, Mike, how are you? Good, Robert. How are you? I'm good. Hey, thanks for taking the time to come on the show and uh, have a little sit down chat. Yeah, no problem. Because I know you're a pretty busy guy. So tell me a little bit about the CLT Foundation and um, and what you guys are doing now. Yeah, so it's a it's a local charity here based out of Charlotte. And, you know, simply our mission is to support kids 21 and under with any life-altering medical illness, condition, chronic illness, um, injury. It could be physical disabilities. It could be intellectual developmental disabilities. But any of those kids 21 and under, we want to help enrich and change their lives, right? So we want to really focus on what they're going through today, helping them improve their lives. And we have a lot of different programs built around those kids and that mission. Okay. And those, those kids are are usually or are always in the Charlotte area? Yep. So we focus on the Charlotte area and really any of the nine surrounding counties. So it ends up being a bit 
pretty big geographic area. Um, some of our programs do attract some kids from outside of that. So we have a summer camp, for instance, um, and we did have kids come from a couple of different states uh, for that camp. But for the most part, all of our programs are centered here in the Charlotte and the nine surrounding counties. Okay. okay. And did you grow up here in Charlotte? Um, it feels like it, but I've only, I've been here for about 21 years, but I grew up in Raleigh, not too far away. So I'm, I'm a North Carolina guy, but I've been here in Charlotte for a while. Okay. All right. Yeah. Enjoy it. I like it here. I, I I've, it. Only, I've been here for, it'll be 11 years, the end of February. I love it. Yeah. It's, it's such perfect, a great place. Perfect size between a big city and a, and a small town. It's kind of like right in the middle. Yeah. Now growing up, did you have a big family? I have two brothers you know, and, and my parents, so it was five of us. So, um, you know, about average size family. Now I was looking back and reading through your bio and your bio says that you learned to give back from your mom. I mean, what did she do to inspire you? Yeah. I mean, my mom was just always the person, like the, the person in the neighborhood where our bus stop was in our yard. Right. So in the winter, she's having all the kids from the bus stop in our garage. She's making hot cocoa for everybody. She's bringing like salad and, and meals to the lifeguards at the pool during the summer. She was always just looked up on, I think, you know, by, you know, all of our friends is like that super nice mom that always did things for other people. And um, she just always taught us that, like she was always looking to serve, helping out people, um, doing things, always told us, think about other people, put yourself in other people's shoes. So she just really, I think, instilled that in me and my brothers just to, it just kind of became, you know, a part of our lives. Like, that's just what you kind of have to do. That's just, it's not anything special. You just help other people. Mm -hmm. Now, did you always do things before starting your first organization or your first charity event? Yeah. Um, in college, we delivered turkeys to um, homeless people in Raleigh. I was in a fraternity and I was the philanthropy chair. So I think it did start pretty early, you know, 18, 19 years old. And, you know, I didn't really realize it was happening, but I guess we just kind of got involved at that young age and volunteered, I think even in high school, sleeping in a homeless shelter for a couple of nights. Um, kind of on my own. I'm not sure what, how that came about. I just remember that right now. <laughs> but uh so I guess we got a pretty early start at some of those things. Yeah. No, it sounds like it. The homeless shelter. Yeah. I don't know what got it, how that happened or how that came about. I just remember staying at least one night, maybe two nights, just helping out serving meals and, and, you know, staying in a homeless shelter overnight. I think I was 16, 17 years old. Wow. I mean, that's crazy. So is it, or was it, is it the first charity that you guys came up with? Is that the beer and burpees? charity? Yep. So that's actually basically, it started as an event, right? It's now almost 12 years ago that we started it. And it was an event where, um, you know, we would do it one time, one day, and we raised money for other charities. So it started with Wounded Warriors, then it went to Dream On 3, but it was more of an event, a fundraiser for other charities. And then about three years ago, we just wanted to do a little bit more. And that's where we started the Changing Lives Together Foundation, our own foundation that we started, where we can come up with our own programming and also give back to other charities, but also have our own program programming that we would like to do as well for the community. So with the beer and burpees, how did that come about? Were you guys just sitting around? I mean, well, oh, this would be really crazy. We should make people run 400 meters and then come back, drink a beer and then go do this. And yeah. I mean, how'd that come about? 
So, I mean, I think, you know, cause you do, you do CrossFit as well, but I was, you know, one or two years into the CrossFit, I was drinking the Kool-Aid, right? Mm-hmm. All in it. So yep. I, we had a party. We just had our friends over. We had 40, 50 people. And we said, come on over guys, we're going to work out and then drink beer. Um, and we're going to do it together. And that's for some reason, sounded like a fun idea. So we did that our first year and we just had a party. It was not a fundraiser. And then the second year I was like, you know, listen, all these people have jobs. They all do well. I'm giving them food and, and drinks. I'm going to make, I'm going to charge them. Right. So I charged them all and we donated it all to charity. And then, you know, it just went year after year, got bigger and bigger. And I said, maybe we can get some companies to give us free food and free pizza. And then that's just more money raised. And then we found other companies um, that would donate things for a silent auction. So it got bigger and bigger and it just evolved like that, where we just got more people to do it, more companies to help. We raised more money and we got to a point after five years in our house here, in our yard, which is 0.2 acres, we had almost 200 people working out in the rain, pouring rain with porta potties on the sidewalk and in our garage. And we raised $20,000 in you know, two, three hours. And we said, all right, I guess people like this. Let's make it a real event, open it to the public and have it somewhere else. And that was about six years ago that we did that. Okay. I know it, and it's exploded. So I, yeah. I was at the last one that you guys had at uh, CrossFit Pineville. Is that where you work out at? Um, yeah, I work out at a different facility. So it was actually at CrossFit Indian Land, but right there near Pineville. That's where we've had it the last two years. Correct. Okay, I'm yep. sorry. Yep, it's real nice. It really sets up nicely for the run outside and lots of parking and people just seem to really like it. I work at a rising CrossFit down in also in Indian Land. Oh, okay. Were you um, there when she was over in uh, the Valentine area? Yep. We started okay. at the Y, then at the Valentine location for five years. Now this location for, I think, about three years. Okay. Still yeah. digging the CrossFit? Yeah. Still. yeah. <laughs> as long as I don't get it injured, yeah. I know. I know. It's good. I was, do you know Jimmy Cantor? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, I partnered with him this morning, and he about killed me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Goodness. Um, yeah, he's, he's one of a kind. Yeah. Those guys are in, in shape. I see the, the post him and Pam and Bruce and all that. And that's at a different level. They are at it, but they're like focused. I mean, they're, they're focused. Um, I think they just, they want to get to the games again. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, and they've been, I mean, they've been putting the time in and working hard. So oh, that's great. Do. Yeah. Now, this isn't a one-man band show, so you've got a team around you. Um, yep. Your wife yep. helps, okay, and then, then you've got another group of, of people to, to really help you out. Do you think that you could do all that you do without them, or are they like your lifesavers? Oh, yeah, definitely the lifesavers. Um, we have, like you said, my wife's on the board. We have two other people on the board, so we have three people on our board of directors for CLT. And then we have another, I think it's seven or eight people that are on our committee um, and they help plan the events, right? It, 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 like you're saying, it cannot be a one-man show and we don't want it to be. And we actually took a long time thinking about the name of our foundation, calling it Changing Lives Together. And that T for together is on purpose, right? Because we want to do it together with the community. We don't want to do it by ourselves. We want to partner with other organizations, partner with other gyms like CrossFit Weddington, who is like unbelievable not only in fundraising for CLT, but they also bring people, bring volunteers out to help with a lot of our events. So that's what we want. We don't want to do 
um, all the work for a number of different reasons, because there's obviously more power, more impact with more people. But we also want to share what we get out of this foundation with other people, right? Because we get a lot out of it ourselves just in seeing different kids and being able to help them. Um, it brings a lot to us um, as well as to the kids. And we want other people to, to share in that as well. So we definitely need our committee. We definitely need all the um, the volunteers and we have a lot of them that help us each year. So it, it's definitely a, a large band of people. Now, are you a 501C or yep. 503? Yeah, 501C3. 501C3. Yes, we are. So um, that happened three years ago. So um, we had to do that to start up our foundation. And that allows, you know, as you know, right, businesses to help out and have that tax relief and as well as us for donations. How hard was that to go through the process? It was hard. I mean, it takes about six months, um, but I had someone that was on our board that's gone through that, started his own foundation. So thankfully he was able to help us get started. You know, you had to meet with lawyers and, and things like that to get things written up. So definitely no fun. And I definitely see why people get stopped there, but fortunately we were able to um, make it happen. How long have you been doing the, uh, the camp? The Is camp so relatively new? Yeah, so we just basically, our foundation's been here almost three years, right? But we basically had two full years. So we had 2020 and we had 2021. Those are the first two full years of our foundation. And of course, that was right at the same time as COVID. <laughs> so yep. we're, we're starting a foundation trying to bring people together while we have COVID and we have to stay, you know, six feet apart. So that was a little bit tough. So we weren't able to do the camp the first year. So last year in 2021, was our first year we did the camp. We had 15 kids there. It was unbelievable. It was at Camp Thunderbird here at Lake Wiley. We're going to do it again this year. We're going to have 30 people. And then each year, you know, we'll hopefully make it bigger, have more people, maybe do it twice a year or two weekends a year. Um, so we'll see what we can expand that to. But that might have been the best thing non-family related that I've ever been involved yeah. with. I, I had a lot of feedback from people that actually went there and volunteered there. And they said that it was one of the greatest things that they'd ever done. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's great to hear. I, I, I felt the same way. I'm a little biased, but I, I felt the same way. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then you do, you do another event, um, which is the Christmas in July. Yep. Too. And, and that where you guys take gifts over to the kids at uh, Levine center. Yep. So that was that was one of our first events we started. I think we did it for three years. We did that even actually a little bit before CLT was officially up and running. Um, so we've done that for three years. And likewise, with everything else in the last two years, we weren't able to do that because we can't physically go into Levine's us, you know, not being a family member, bringing presents during COVID. But we have it on the calendar again for this year in July to do it. And then since we haven't been able to do that for the last couple of years, we even put a bigger emphasis around end of the year kind of holiday given and we've had some big programs over the last two years where we're helping kids so kind of the same idea um as the christmas in july but it's not kids in the hospital still the same kids that fit our our demographic and who we serve but doing stuff for them at the end of the year kind of as a little extra special kind of celebration yeah which is nice now you've got um i'm gonna i'm gonna do a little rundown here for people right. because if there's probably people out there that always want to say, you know, I want to give or I want to give back or I want to start something. So you, you work full time, you're married, you've got three kids, you coach the Charlotte Roland Hornets wheelchair basketball team, you volunteer as a dream leader with Dream On 3. 
you run this organization, et cetera, et cetera. How do you find the time? Yeah, um, that's 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 one of the challenges. Um, definitely. Right. Um, luckily, I do work from home. So that does provide me a little bit extra flexibility to do some work during the morning, in the evenings. You know, I don't have that hour commute coming back and forth from downtown. So um, I just, you know, I involve our family a lot in it. Right. Which I think is good for a number of different reasons. It, it keeps the kids involved, but also shows them, um, you know, the importance of giving back to the community. So we do a lot of these events with our family. Like you said, my wife's on the board. But it's, it's a tough, it, you know, it's a balancing act and it's a lot of hours, but we love doing it. It doesn't really feel like work. You know, so when I get done with my work job, I work for the bank, Wells Fargo. You know, if I pick up and do some CLT work or some work for beers and burpees, it doesn't feel like it's hanging on me and this is this is work. It, it's fun. Right. Mm-hmm. So instead of watching TV, I'm just doing other things on the computer, uh, you know, planning an event or reaching out to people or doing some stuff like that. And for me, I enjoy it. And so. You know, it's just, it is a lot to balance. Are you still doing the um, the basketball? Are they able yep. to do that? With Okay. Yeah, so I'm one of the assistant coaches for the Charlotte Rolling Hornets. So that's a wheelchair, it's a kids wheelchair basketball team here in Charlotte. So we practice weekly and I go out there and help them out, try to travel to some of the tournaments around the Southeast. Um, usually, hopefully I can come to one a year, but I, I can't make too many trips. Um but I, I still do that. The dream leader work, I don't do that anymore of the last probably year, two years, just because with CLT really going into full gear, you know, it's just a balancing act, right? So I don't do that anymore. But the the Charlotte Rolling Hornets work is is a lot of, um, you know, it get, it's a lot. It's a great event, right? It brings us a lot of pleasure. And it's also one of the groups that we support through the CLT Foundation. So that Christmas gift giving that we do, a lot of it goes to rolling hornets kids some of those kids come to our camp one or two of those kids i think just one has won one of our scholarship programs uh through the clt foundation and that's our largest program or initiative we do with our foundation is a college scholarship with um where do you see the foundation going or what what's your dream outlook Mm. of of where you want to take this because it it seems like you guys are full steam ahead and you're rolling. Um, so where do you see this growing? Yeah, I mean, I would love for it to be, you know, we're two, three years in now. I mean, I would love for this to still be here in, in you know, 20 years, you know, maybe having it, you know, to, to another city, right? Another chapter where we're doing it, maybe in Raleigh or Washington, D.C. or, or another city as well. Um, but just continuing to help serve. I mean, I, I have a issue sometimes with you know, trying to always do like more or like be the biggest or the, or the best, you know? And um, I think it's also good at sometimes to just really focus on, you know, not necessarily serving more kids, but making sure the kids that we are serving, we have a huge impact on, like we really are changing their lives. And if we can do that and then expand and continue to do expand with that same impact that we have on the kids, then great, let's do it. But I just want to be hesitant that we don't like water down our product and what we do just to get, you know, bigger. So I think that's yeah. a great idea. You know, we're two, two and a half years, three years max really into this. Um, so we're learning. I mean, it still feels like we just started this six months ago. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, you know, if we continue to get, you know, companies that are um, sponsoring us and involved, that's the that's a big impact. We have a lot of events 
that um, are now, you know, donating to CLT Foundation, like the CrossFit Weddington Rowathon. There's a big turkey dash and Thanksgiving. So that helps as well. So when we can continue to, um, you know, get money coming in like that, it definitely enables us to be able to do more, to have a bigger team and, you know, maybe even eventually hire one or two people that are dedicated to CLT Foundation so they can focus on it where uh, we don't have to rely as much on volunteers. We still need them, of course, but we also have full, you know, fully dedicated, hired people and put 40 hours a week in, right? Yeah. And then maybe take us to that next level. So how do people find you? And how do people, yeah, how do they yeah. find the organization? So it's CLT, like Charlotte, but cltfoundation.org is our website. And we're, you know, the Changing Lives Together um, Foundation on Facebook and Instagram. We're out there. Um, they, you know, they can follow us on those pages. We have an email distribution. We'll usually send out about maybe one email a month or so, not too much, maybe two at most. Um, and then our contact information is on um, our website, but it's also mike at cltfoundation.org if people want to email. And uh, we can add you to our distribution list. There's plenty of volunteer opportunities throughout the year. There's plenty of ways that a company or an event can get involved in. We'd love to talk to you guys. Um, anybody, if they're more interested in, in finding out more about our charity, our events that we do, and just how to help. Excellent. Well, you know what? You're a busy dude, and I'm not <laughs> going to keep you any longer, but I appreciate you coming on, and I really um, appreciate what you guys are doing within the well, community. I, I, it's awesome. I think, thanks, Robert, for the time, and thank you for taking your time and highlighting people, you know, in the community and, and other work that people did. So that's a big part of it, too. So we appreciate it. You got it. Thanks, man. Have a good yeah. day. Thank All you, right. too. Take care. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Beyond Grit with your host, me, Robert Young. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review. Tell somebody about it. You can find this podcast on all major podcast platforms and be sure to tune in every Wednesday for another exciting success story of somebody going beyond grit. Until then, take care. <laughs>